I'm Mike Jimenez, and this is the Acquired Taste, sponsored by Lockdown Spurs. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. We're streaming live right now on Twitter and on Facebook. Starting tomorrow, fingers crossed, we'll be going live on YouTube. Joe Garcia, producing today's show. What's going on, my man? Hey, what's up, man? So, yeah, tomorrow, hopefully now, we're going to be on YouTube. We had a hiccup. For some reason, YouTube wants to have you in a holding pattern for a period of 24 hours. That's craziness, yeah. man. It's like you should just be able to say, I want to go live and I want to do the live stream. But they make you wait because of all the spammers. That's true. And yet, and earlier today, we were like, okay, we're good to go. We're good to go. No. Nope. And then it said 24 more hours. So yep. hopefully by tomorrow. But we're also up and running on Spotify right now. So after this show ends, we will be on Spotify. So yep. you can download that. Listen to us on the way home or, you know, while doing yard work. That's what I do. Or working out. Exactly. You can listen to our show. But this is a great, great show we're, we're trying to put together. This is not just a podcast. This is a movement. Understand that San Antonio Local Sports Talk Radio, Ticket 760, San Antonio Sports Star, from the hours of 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., do not have local programming. They go to, na to network, national programming at that time. So Joe Garcia and I are on a mission to provide some local programming, to talk, touch on things like the Spurs. Obviously, when the NFL season comes around, we talk about the Cowboys and the Texans, but what about those UTSA Roadrunners? Yeah. What about San Antonio FC, the San Antonio Missions, a local show talking about local topics, and this has been fun. Yesterday, 1,800 views of our first episode. Not bad. Not 1, bad 1,800. Okay. My goal was 100 YouTube subscribers in 48 hours. We got 225. My goal was 1,000 viewers the first day. And I thought that's yeah. a little bit high. That's got to be a little bit high. Yeah. Stretch goal, 1800, 1800. And now with Spotify coming into play, this is going to be so much fun. And you can be part of this show by reaching out to us on Twitter. I'm at Mike or actually, no, I'm at MJ acquired taste rather. Yeah. Changed the, uh, the handle the other day, MJ acquired taste. And you can reach out to us also on Facebook. We'd be happy to read your comments. We're going to have a special guest at 1230, Jeff Garcia from lockdown Spurs. And Ken's Five will be on with us to talk about the NBA. We're going to have several other guests coming through over the next couple of weeks or so. I've been in talks with about five people right now. We're going to be on the show in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be fun. So it's yeah. going to be me and you typically, Joe, yeah. every day, Monday through Friday from 12 to 1. But the goal, again, is to expand. Maybe the show goes in a month or two to two hours. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we have four hours of programming with multiple hosts, something that people can listen to while at work on different platforms beyond just YouTube, but Facebook, but also uh, Twitter and, and Spotify. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And the thing about it is this. Yesterday, so many people reached out to me after watching the first episode, and they said the exact same phrasing, which is, you are on to something. You are on to something. Several people called it called and said those exact same words yeah and i'm super excited about that but before we get going we're gonna talk a lot today about the nba finals the refs almost <laughs> making headlines and we're all gonna forget about it but they almost made headlines from last night's game uh we're gonna have a shout out to a news anchor here in town that we're hoping for the best for uh we'll be talking about eddie murphy movies think about that coming to america we have we all have to agree Coming to America is Eddie Murphy's greatest movie of all time. But what's number two? And it was a great post that Jeff had 
yeah. a couple of days ago on Twitter. I want to kind of discuss that as well. Uh, John Morant. Ja, ja, ja. <laughs> NBA Finals means one thing. We're going to find out what John Morant's punishment is. So we have a lot to get into. But before we get into all of that, um, I don't know if I would say that my Twitter followers were concerned for my safety or my health yesterday. Uh, as you can tell by my voice, I'm about two octaves lower, but it's better than what it was yesterday. Yesterday, oh, man. I was at about 25% voice. You guys helped carry me. I didn't want to call in on the very first episode. Yeah. Today, I'm about 75 to 80%. I'll probably be at 100% tomorrow. But part of the reason was is that I got a shot yesterday. Where? And, well, <laughs> 6 o'clock yesterday evening, my wife sees me dying, right? And she says, why don't you go to the hospital for once? Go to the doctor for once. So my wife works at University Hospital. We, they have urgent care yeah. facilities around. There's one on uh, Highway 90 near 211. And they got the one up at Petrenko over here by uh, 1604 in Petrenko. They do. Yeah. So I went over there and uh, saw the first doctor who saw me and was really, really quick in and out. And she looks at me and says, uh, you need to get a, a steroid shot. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And she goes, it's going to be a while because we're a little bit backed up. Uh, but just to let you know, it's going to be on your butt. Did you wear clean chonas? That's the real question. Well, I mean, <laughs> my mom says to always wear clean chonas in case there's a bad accident, right? Uh, so anyway, I'm over there waiting for 40 minutes to get a shot. And I get on Twitter and I'm out there posting I've been told by a doctor that I need to have an ass shot. Oh man! I haven't had an ass shot since I was probably 12 years old. Jeez. And I, I post that. And then I, I message my wife at, and she's laughing. She goes, those hurt. <laughs> they do, man. And it was so funny. And then I'm seeing all these comments just come pouring in on Twitter. People using Photoshop to make fun of me <laughs> because of that photo. I have a page Bronick. Oh, they, they, usually, yeah. they, they pretend like I have a, like a like a, a, a sweatshirt saying something, you know. Hey man, but shout out to Bear County Social Apparel because yeah. he he loves to go ahead and make fun of you and make these really nice pictures. So they're great, great pictures. They're man. great. I'm here for the ass shots. I think it's yeah. <laughs> so you know, and if it was Paige Brodick, you know, you know, I might be okay with that for any reason. But it, it was funny because I sat there for 40 minutes. Finally, they come in to give me the shot, and they said, and I'm I'm like grabbing my waistband, you know, like okay, yeah, do I, yeah, do I lift one leg up? Do I lean forward? Do I use the stirrups? What are we doing here? And she, and he's like, no, we're going to just give it to you in your arm. So this reminds me of those people who, who run the roller coaster rides who pretend that your seatbelt's not on and then they let it go oh, and they yeah. get their rocks off because of that. The videos of the slingshot. Yeah. yeah. yeah things that like, like, oh, 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 and then it takes off, right? Yeah. Uh, so there I am. I'm like ready to drop trial, man. I'm ready to, you know, <laughs> drop my pants. And, and, uh, they're like, no, we'll give it to you in the arm. And, uh, then I had to sit there for observation, but I feel better. Uh, apparently it's not necessarily allergies. Apparently I have an ear infection. It's pretty bad. Wow. And that's causing a lot of what's going on along with just bad allergies to begin with. But I'm about 80% strength right now. And, uh, I'll be hundred percent by tomorrow. I promise you. I could have I just told the that. doctor, no steroid shot is needed. We can just give him an injection straight of some uh, Buffalo Trace dude. bourbon, dude. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to regret that. Yeah. Okay, because brand new show, and the first thing you see is me taking Buffalo Trace. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe that does set the tone as to what this show is and what this show is all about. 
This show is about having fun. Exactly. Talking sports, talking pop culture, you know, and just all sorts of things that get, get us excited. And I've, I've had so much fun the past couple of days introducing this concept to people and all the compliments that we're getting. Yeah. And we had a discussion just 10 minutes before this show started. Yeah, we did. Are we going to call ourselves a podcast? Because I think it's part podcast. I think it's part TV show. I think it's part everything. Yeah. And this is not a traditional podcast because what we're trying to create is a network. Exactly. A network. network. And we're going to go on the road from time to time because people reaching out to me today saying, we better see you at those rowdy uh, tailgates downtown at the Alamo Dome. But what version of you are we going to see if you go to the tailgate? Okay. <laughs> we're going to get into that with Jeff Garcia because I am part Bobcat, Texas State. I am part Roadrunner, UTSA. Wow. So I have a question for those of you who are watching on Twitter or on Facebook. Do I have to state an allegiance at this point? You know, I've been removed from college 20 years. Do I have to state an allegiance? Because this entire time I've been saying that I'm both. And I posted a photo the other day on Twitter wearing a Texas State shirt. And then the very next day, I'll post one wearing a UTSA shirt because I spent four semesters at Texas State, spent three semesters at UTSA. I kind of have a dual allegiance. And do I need to get off that? Is that insulting to Roadrunner fan? Is that insulting to Bobcat fan? Do I have to pick between Jeff Trailer and the new head coach over at Texas State? Greg Kinney, do I need, a, do I need to have that? that uh line in the sand that this is who i am reach out to us why not just get a shirt or a jersey made and it has half utsa and half of the bobcats because then i will get beaten up by both sides <laughs> but i love the memes man i love the memes of utsa fan going after texas state fan uh texas state fan going after utsa fan uh, hey but I wear that jersey that has half and half and then show up to both tailgates Ooh, okay. Now okay. we got something. I think I think we got something going here. Yeah. I think we got something going. Man, we're gonna have a great show today. Let's talk about the NBA finals because oh yeah, I'm excited about the finals being over because uh yeah, I called it. <laughs> I called it. Follow me on Twitter, gentlemen MJ Acquire Taste. I called it Nuggets in Five. And I've had some people reach out to me on Twitter saying, dude, everybody picked them in five or six. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I doubled down after game two when Miami went and stole home court. And I said, this is the reason. This proved to me that it's going to be a five-game series because Miami has to play perfect. And yesterday, neither team played perfect. No. Neither, both teams sucked the first half. Denver struggled shooting, man. Yeah, they were like one for 15 uh, yeah. to start off from three. And it didn't get much better after that. But my goodness, uh, it was a very intense end of the game and we're going to get into that referee call uh in a moment but before we get into that though nikola Jokic winning the finals yeah. mvp uh his daughter was there uh and it was so exciting to watch nikola Jokic go out there and become a great he is now a great okay he's gone from all-star to you know a top tier player to now he is a great player Arguably the best big man in the NBA now. He is. You know? He is. Uh, there was all those stories last week about, well, the fantasy scenario, if the Spurs were to ever get rid of the number one overall draft pick, what if it was for Embiid? Or what if it was for whomever? Yeah. The only player that would make me go, huh? Let me think about that. 
I wouldn't think about it that long, but still it would make me pause a bit would be Nikola Jokic. The guy is a little bit of everything. He always looks like he's in the middle of a Rocky movie. Like he's getting beaten up. Why is his nose always red? Like he's in the middle of an MMA fight. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it, but he is so great at what he does. He's so herky jerky. Uh, the way that he handles the ball, Jamal Murray, all those TikToks that I've been watching recently of people trying to mimic those two guys on the court. It's so funny because it's so accurate. He does not seem very athletic. No. He was a second-round draft pick, for crying out loud. But he goes out there. He hustles every single play. And even when you hold him down, he's still going to get around 30 points. You can't stop the pass. That's what They think that's what makes him so deadly, is that he commands so much attention inside the paint, but he just has a knack for being able to read the floor and pass the ball to the right uh, player. You know, the person who's in the great in great position to score. He finds his teammates. It's it's just something that you can't teach. It comes to him natural. And I think that's a, another af, a, a, an asset that he has that makes him so deadly is how do you guard the pass? Well, they have two point guards on that team. Yeah. Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, damn right. Because that's what he does. You know, he's out there, um, you know, orchestrating the offense. But uh, it, it's it's so great what he's doing out there. <laughs> that but the uh nuggets go on to win 94 to 89 nikola Jokic named the mvp got a question for you jeff yeah there were three big celebratory moments after yesterday's game mike malone head coach of the nuggets being carried by Jokic's brothers oh man that was a great great moment then later on Jokic dunking jamal murray in a swimming pool on the facility and then during the press conference coming out and saying that he doesn't want to be at the parade because he wants to go home. <laughs> no, his, what did he say? When is it? They told him it's on Thursday. And then it was like, yeah, we did a job. It's time to go home. You know, it's time to go. You know, he, he, was, he wasn't like, yeah, I'm, I'm, we just won the NBA finals. We are the champs. That's where <laughs> Pop and R.C. Buford got everything right when it came to Tim, Tony, and Manu. Uh, and I hate to say this because American-born players, I'm just not about them anymore. I mean, as the star, as the one, two, or three best player on your team, just doesn't work very well. American-born players, it used to be because, I mean, Jeff Garcia from Lockdown Spurs was on yesterday. He'll be on later on today. Was talking about the fact that uh, let's see what Victor Wembanyama does in the NBA. Uh, as much as I love Jeff, I, I still think that that's the the, the prevalent belief yeah. among a lot of basketball fans is that, well, it's just subpar basketball being played. No, 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 no. The bad basketball is being played in the NBA, not FIBA, not those European leagues. They're playing good basketball. It's the NBA that's trash. The NBA masks the fact that it's trash by the fact that they have the best athletes on the planet. So just yeah. because you have the best athletes doesn't mean that you have the best game. There's a reason why when they go to FIBA, I know it's a smaller court over there, and I know that the ball's a little bit different, but come on, man. There's, there's a reason why they go over there and they start to struggle. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I think we all have this belief of the 1992 uh, uh, Dream Team uh, team that would go out there, Barcelona, taking on Angola. And the whole world going, oh, my God, take a look at these NBA players and being excited about it. Here, 
autograph this ball before you kick her ass by 80. Yeah. That's what you expect, right? Now when these foreign players see NBA players, guess what they're looking at and seeing? They're seeing that the best players in the NBA right now are not American. When LeBron James retires, who's going to be the best player from the U.S. still around? An aging Kevin Durant? Who is it going to be? Because there's that whole debate right now as to whether the NBA All-Star game should go from it was east and west, and then it became like superstar versus superstar, pickup ball. If it went USA against world, I would bet so much money that the world would kick the U.S.'s ass in basketball because look at this lineup. Who would you have? You'd have Jamal Murray, okay. Luka Doncic. You'd have Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, and Wemby. Tell me, give me, give me six American players after LeBron James retires that's going to keep up with that. An aging Steph Curry? Where's the next American superstar? Well, it could have been John Morant, but he's in some trouble. I'll just, just play. <laughs> we'll, we'll get, we'll agree. We are going to be talking about that. But, but no, but, but where are the, there used to be that saying, the great white hope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where's the great American hope when it comes to things? Because right now, the world not only caught up, but a lot of these players have exceeded and, and, and surpassed what is going on with American basketball. AAU and all that stuff ruined American basketball. And I officiate AAU basketball games, but it yeah. ruins it because it ruined the spirit of competition because what it taught, what it taught was ganging up on other teams by getting the superstar from that team and the superstar from that team and the superstar from that team. Yeah. That's how American basketball players work uh, and how they win. That's not how Jokic won. No. They were built by the draft. They were modeled after the Spurs for crying out loud. That's not how Giannis won, right? Yeah. So it's it's so different, the mentality and the fact that the Spurs have Victor Wembanyama coming in from France. Uh, you know, you have um, Jeremy Sohan, who's also uh, from Europe as well. Uh, those are good things to have. And that's why when I was saying Patty Mills rejoining the team, if that was to happen, I would love it because it's another yeah. non-American player. Am I being anti-American? You know what Maybe. I miss the most about Patty being gone? The coffee gang. We don't have the coffee gang anymore. Yeah. And then you hear that iconic phrase every time he hits a three. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. You know, we don't hear that anymore. I love I love me some Patty Mills. I would love for him to come back and play for the Spurs. But I get what you're saying about international players and how, uh, let's say, well-received they are as teammates. Here's a story that I heard about Steven Adams when he was playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He is such a great teammate that he knows in the playoff, OKC didn't have any more timeouts. And I think this story came away of Kevin Durant. I think I saw it on social media maybe a week ago. And he was saying he saw Steven Adams there just scrubbing his mm -hmm. face vigorously. And he's like, what are you trying to do? He's like, we don't have no more timeouts. I'm trying to make myself bleed. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Bring that energy to the Spurs or any team that I love. It's, it's so great. But last night I was freaking out with three minutes to go in the game. About 3.20 to go in the game. Nuggets were up five. It looked like they were going to seal the deal. They just needed a couple more buckets, right? Yeah. And that three-point shot attempt by oh. Jimmy freaking Butler. Okay. This is what's wrong with officiating, not only the NBA, but in all sports. In all sports. So, Jimmy Butler goes for a shot. Yeah. Misses the three. 
Aaron Gordon, I believe, was the one who yeah, got was, called for the foul. Yeah. And Aaron Gordon simply walked up with his hands up in the air and made zero contact with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler knocks down three free throws in a row, gets the game within one or two points. They end up taking the lead 30 seconds later. And I'm like, oh, my God, Miami's winning right now. And all we're going to hear about is how the officials gave them the game. Yeah. Fortunately, the Nuggets pulled it out. But we got to talk about this play because that was not a foul. In fact, if you wanted to make it a no call, which is probably what it should have been, that's fine. But when you're watching that game, the interesting thing about it is, is that everybody in the arena, everybody who's a basketball player who's not a Jimmy Butler fan, who doesn't have a vested interest in this game, is all looking at it going, there was no foul. Yeah, there was. The announcers, half of them who are former NBA players themselves are saying, that's not a foul. And you hear the announcers saying, well, obviously this is going to be overturned, right? And what we're going to do is we're going to have to find out exactly how much time is left on the clock. Did somebody grab the rebound? Is this going to be a jump ball? And then all of a sudden, the official gets on the microphone and says, call on the field stands. What the hell are you talking about? And he saw a replay of it in slow motion. Dude, dude, <laughs> I'm a New Orleans Saints fan, right? I still have nightmares about that pass interference call that was never made, right? Don't talk to me about that. I'm a Cowboys fan. Des, that was a catch. No, it wasn't. We'll go it was that. a catch. It was not a catch. <laughs> I understand where you're going with that. The, the, it, it was a catch in common sense. It was not a catch by letter of the law. So the question becomes is, is that uh, what should the – what should the NBA do, the NFL do to, 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 to offset this or to mitigate this a little bit? Because, my goodness, had the yeah. Heat won the game, do you know how embarrassed the NBA would be? You'd be hearing about, well, this is part of the script, right? The part of the script was we got to make it go six. We got to make it go seven. It's part of the script. And there needs to be a common sense person within the NBA. I know the NFL, like if you watch NFL football, Pereira does it for Fox, right? But he has no bearing as to the as to the decision being made. I'm sorry. You need to take that away from the from the officials on the court. It yeah. needs to go to New York. No, no, it no. It needs to have somebody over there making that call. I, I got you. So what you're saying is you want to take it out of the hands of a human being to make those calls. So hear me out. With the advent of one chat GPT. <laughs> let's let ai make those calls because it's going to be unbiased you know yeah okay so the reason why i say that that american basketball nba basketball sucks compared to fiba and all those european leagues is because they would never have called that nah. a foul in fact it would have been either a no call or it would have been an offensive foul on Jimmy yeah. Baller for the kick out. Because he came back down, and on the way down, that's when he kicked, made contact with Aaron Gordon. Right. And and that's really not a foul. You're giving the, the guy space to land, but he's kicking you. What do you do at that point? It's not a natural shooting motion. That, that's the thing that, that – that's a James Harden move. That's a yeah. Steph Curry move. That's a Clay Thompson move where they have, they have mastered the art of shooting a jumper where they land on the ground every single time. It used to be – Jimmy Chitwood, Hoosier style, go up in the air, certain form, you come straight back down. But these players are sticking their leg out because the officials will call it every single time. Yeah. And there needs to be common sense. And unfortunately, 
those officials are in a room with 20,000 people who are either cheering for them or cheering against them. And it is just so bizarre that they have to go and look at a camera angle with a with a heart rate of what 160 at the time, yeah, you know, just a pulse rate because they've been running up and down the court all day long, and then go, hmm, based on this monitor that is smaller than my laptop, here's what I think happened. No, yeah, there needs to be NBA officials from up high. When I say up high, I'm talking league offices making those rules because it happens like that in the NFL. We see that in the NFL. Is it a touchdown or not? Well, do they have the officials look at it? No. Oftentimes it's done by New York. So it's so bizarre. But uh, refereeing has gone to complete crap these days, Major League Baseball. It's getting better in Major League Baseball. I love the clock. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's just so, so stupid. It's getting worse, night. too, in college football. It gets, it's bad in college football at times. Yeah. You know, where they basically miss calls that change the complexion of the game and change the, the trajectory or the momentum of the game, you know? And the same thing's happening in the NBA. Something has to change. What that would be, it's beyond me. I say, yeah. just give it to chat, GPT, and AI and see what they could do. Let's see what they could do, They yeah. could probably do a better job than the <laughs> officials. <laughs> well, The Acquired Taste is sponsored by Locked On Spurs, which is a great podcast featuring Jeff Garcia from Ken's Five and the Locked On Spurs Network. Jeff Garcia joins us now, right now. Jeff, last night's game. That that foul that was called on Aaron Gordon with three minutes to go, yeah, by Jimmy Butler, was that a foul? I would have said no call. Play on. Play on. Just play on, right? Just, Just play, play on. on. Just Dude, play on. it was so ridiculous. Don't let the refs interfere. Let the two teams battle it out. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Let's talk a little bit about what's up next for the NBA because people yeah. are thinking, well, up next for the NBA, I mean, we got to be talking about the NBA draft, which is coming up next sure. week. But mm -hmm. no, what's next for the NBA is the John Morant, John Morant. Yep. suspension. Yep. Okay. So the NBA decided that they were going to not make a de determination right. until after the NBA finals so that it wouldn't steal the spotlight from the Heat or the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. That being said, this is somebody who twice was caught on social media, Instagram Live, yeah, playing with a gun. The first time was at a strip club outside of Denver. Mm -hmm. The second time was his friend's IG account where they're driving around and he has the gun in his hand being reckless with it. Right. So that being said, give me a suspension. It was eight games last time. Yeah. What do you think it's going to be this time? I'm going to push 30, 35 around there. I think that you're, you're silver. You got you to put a message out there. Um, the first one, I'd be honest with you, I felt it was a slap on the wrist. That eight games, but time served, so equal two games. Right. It, it, it didn't sit well with me. So, uh, you know, he, as of right now, supposedly is going to be the face of the NBA. So I think that may have been shot, no pun intended, uh, with his, um, you know, antics with that gun and videos. But they, they want to rehab him in his image. you got to send him a heavy, heavy, heavy message. I'm not going to be – I'll be surprised if it's less than 25. Let's put it that way. Yeah, less than 25 would be yeah, a surprise I, for me also. I'm thinking yeah. it's going to be 40 games. I think it's going to be half the like, NBA yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, this is the guy that has cost himself so much money oh, because yeah. he no longer qualifies for the Supermax. 
or at least the highest mm -hmm. level of the Supermax. Right, right, right. Uh, this is a, a team that has tried to reach out to him. And, mm -hmm. you know, I know that even rapper Lil Wayne was saying, hey, look, I want right. to reach out to him, but he has not returned my call. Saying that I spent time, you know, yeah. at Rikers, I think is what he said, and that he wants to wants him to learn from him. Um, I just feel bad right now because what you're seeing right now is somebody whose career is circling down the drain. It is. And we as Americans love a comeback story. We love to see the comeback, the redemption. Mm -hmm. And I hope that John Morant has a redemption side of the story. But if there is no redemption, he has no excuse. This is on him. Yeah, I think I think he will redeem himself. I'm, I'm having faith in him that he will learn his lesson the second time and uh, move on accordingly uh, with a clean slate. But, um, you know, I'm going with the three strikes you're out kind of thing. He has two strikes. He's on, he's on deck. You know, are they going to throw him a, you know, is he going to hit a home run or is he going to strike out? We'll find out in a few days. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, a face of the league, Morant, and what could possibly be the next face of the league and Wimby. I, plead, I, I hope you got the text I sent you before I came on. I hope you got it. Remember, this is what I was telling you about before we uh, uh, picked out a time for me to hop on here. You'll like oh. it because it's everything you want. It's Wimby and Vegas odds. Okay, so you posted on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. It says Vegas odd makers project Wembenyama will not average monster numbers in NBA yeah. rookie season. Yeah. Uh, am I intrigued? I am very intrigued by this. Yep. But before I read this, I've gone on record before when I said what I thought his points yeah. and rebounds per game were going to be. Okay, tell me. I said 19 points. Okay. Nine and a half to 10 rebounds. Okay. I said 2.25 blocks okay, and four assists. You're all over the map. Why don't you check out what they project? Okay. You're, so you're, you're, you hit some, but you missed some. And okay, I think so you're going to have an issue with a few of the numbers they, that Vegas put out there. Okay. So and, I'm, taking a, I'm taking a look yeah, right now. Uh, on your, second paragraph. Your, yeah. This is over on Ken's five, right? According to Bet Online. Wembenyama will not average a double-double and project his per-game averages to be two and a half blocks, which is in line with what right, I'm saying. You got it, yep. Eight and a half rebounds. I'm saying nine and a half to ten. Yeah. And 17.5 points, and I have it at around 19 and a half. I think so they're a little I'm, low. I'm, I'm, slightly, I'm slightly above. Yeah. Slightly yeah, above. I, so I'm, am, am I insulted by this? No. I don't think that this is insulting. But I think it's 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 a low ball in a way, it's a very low bar, right? And and it's one of those things where, you know, if I had some extra scratch, I might take that bet, and take some some well, overs on that. Well, well, here's the thing: Vegas is not buying into the hype. If they're all about he's the next this and that, and he's going to dominate, look what he can do away from the basket, uh, towards the basket, under the basket, you would think that the numbers would be a little inflated, but they're not. So, right. Vegas is usually spot on uh, when it comes to their projections for the most part, not all the time. But I would bet the over on this. I don't think, especially in the rebound category, I don't think they're going to be that low. I think he's a little higher. I think he's going to average at a double-double, but a very soft double-double, maybe like 19 and 11. Yeah, and that would, that would be a good start. I mean, this is somebody who is uh, 19 years old who right. has never played an 82-game season. 
Sure. We've seen this in the past with Keldon Johnson. We've seen this mm -hmm. in the past with Devin Vassell, where the first time that they're actually getting a lot of minutes right. in an 82 game season, they tend to struggle a little bit. They get a little mm -hmm. bit cold down the stretch. And the thing about, about those two is that neither one of them is seven, five. Right. So it's going to be a little bit different, but at the same time, the other phenoms that came out, the mm -hmm. other, you know, players that had came in with such mm -hmm. high hopes, the the LeBrons of the world, the right. Tim Duncans of the world, they went out there and they were doing more than just 19 points. Per right, exactly. And, and here's the thing, too. Which is the over you know, now. Spurs fans, right away when I posted that on my Twitter, at Jeff G Spurs Zone, one of the, from the initial reaction, were blaming it on Pop already. They're saying that Pop is going to be the one to hit those numbers and prevent maybe Wimby from averaging more numbers, lower management, minimizing his minutes, um, you know, the rotations. But it's interesting to see how they're going to treat that, the Spurs. I yeah. think Bray Wright pretty much said that they're going to take their time with him. They're not going to rush him. Um, yeah, so if, so if he doesn't get it, I, I would agree that it is a pop thing if yeah. he doesn't get it because it, it could be one of those things where they might say, okay, we won't do the load management in the sense that we're going to sit you out 25 right. games, yeah. but we might only play you 20 to 25 minutes per. Right. Uh, so LeBron James, by the way, LeBron James rookie yeah. season, 21 points, 5.5 rebounds, 5.9 assists, 1.6 steals his rookie campaign. Wow. He came in also same age as Wemby, though. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to give the whole parallel to uh, Tim Duncan because uh, Duncan had those four years over at Wake Forest. Yeah. But at the same time, Wemby's been playing professional ball for a handful of mm -hmm. years. So sure it's has. not like he's coming out of high school. He's been playing pro ball. Yeah. So it's a little bit different, but well, I'm he, looking forward he, to it. His numbers have dropped a bit in the, uh, the French League uh, playoffs. So I think his numbers have dropped uh, about two, three points per game. Uh, his three-point shooting through the playoffs is about 27% right now. So, yeah, but, you know, but let's expect he's still going to go number one no matter what. So, yeah, he, no, but, no doubt number one. He's still no number doubt one. number one. But I just find it intriguing with these biggest odds, though, because I really thought it would be a soft double-double what they're projecting. They're, I mean, it's not even – it's not kind of close at all. Yeah, 17 points a little low. That's a little it low. It is. I think that's way low, yeah. Talking so you're betting the over, yeah. right? You're going to bet the Yeah, over. over on both. Over on both. Okay. And I just think simply think because it's going to be an easier game for him to adapt to. Uh, I think it's going to be a better mm -hmm. uh, spreading of the floor. Right. And people talk about the fact that, oh, well, he's going to be playing against better competition. Sure. Well, the people getting him the ball are better than the ones that were getting him the ball in France. Right. So there's that aspect of it as well. Plus – He's going to get away with so much more offensively when it comes mm -hmm. to what he could. Because defensively, you can't hand check like he can in Europe. Yeah, you can't do defensively, that, yeah. you can't pummel people around unless it's the NBA Finals. So he's going to have an easier go at it when he's in the NBA. Yes, he has a target on him, but at the same time, you know, he's highly touted for a reason. So 17 points, I'm going to call BS on that. That's going to be yeah. over. Um, I got him. I got him averaging that a little bit more than what they're projected as rebounds to be. I think two point five blocks is about right. Yeah, that's uh, about right. It's about right. Yeah, but the rebounds, I would bump it up a bit more. Maybe give him two more. I can buy it. Jeff Garcia from Lockdown Spurs and Ken's Five joining us now. You know, uh, let's switch gears to a different sport sure. because uh, college football just around the corner, and uh, I'm excited because UTSA and Texas State are going to get going 
-hmm. on September 9th at the Alamo Dome. A few days ago, it was announced that the kickoff will be at 2.30, and this will be a game on ESPN+. Plus. Uh -huh. oh, uh, this nice. is the second game for both teams. UTSA will play Houston in mm -hmm. week one on the road. Texas State is on the road against Baylor. So two of them with tough matchups going into this. UTSA ranked number 23 in the preseason rankings, according to ESPN. Mm -hmm. Then again, recent weeks, we lost Zakari Franklin, stud wide receiver who, who uh, went into the transfer portal. Transfer portal right. That being said, the Roadrunners are also in the AAC for the first time ever. So there's a lot of exciting things to do with this game. Quick question for you. Mm -hmm. Will you go tailgating with me this year? I most definitely will. I never okay. will. We, we were supposed to tailgate for the Alamo Dome's first game. I believe we were. But yeah, uh, but no one happen. did, did they? But nobody oh. really did. Yeah, I think I saw a pocket here and there. But yeah. no, I'll definitely go tailgate. I've heard uh, you know, tremendous things about the UTSA tailgating uh fest, if you will. Yeah. Um, that they're really, really good, that they're fun, uh, they're enjoyable, and if they don't go into the game, Jeff, you know, Jeff's gonna need fun. an Uber. Let's put it like that. Jeff's gonna need an Uber, yeah. That, that's all my life is. I just Uber everywhere, everywhere. You that's know, I just come in from it makes New me feel like it makes me feel like I have a chauffeur. That's what it makes me feel like. Jeff Garcia moving back to San Antonio pretty soon in the next uh, handful of weeks. Excited about that. So you will be able to go with us to this game. Now, here's the thing, though. And I am a UTSA roadrunner. Yeah. I graduated from UTSA. So the degree on my wall at home. Mm -hmm. It says University of Texas at San Antonio. Right. Political science, Bachelor of Arts. Yeah. But I also went to Texas State. Mm -hmm. So I went four semesters to Texas State, three semesters to UTSA. Okay. I got the degree from UTSA. Okay. My thing about it is, is that I kind of have a dual allegiance for so many years, right. and I cheer for both teams. You know, okay. when UTSA wins, I get excited. When UTSA loses... I get upset. When Texas State wins, I get excited. When Texas State loses, I get upset. So that being said, am I going to be pressured into having a, a true 100% allegiance starting this season? No. It's more exciting to cheer for UTSA football so. because it's the difference between the AAC versus what I believe is the Sun Belt. It's two mm -hmm. different types of football. UTSA should roll over Texas State. But am I going to be cheering, yeah, when they're up by, by 40 points, or am I going to do the golf clap? How should, should I have, handle this? You, you should do what uh, Steph Curry parents do when they have to cheer for Steph and uh, who's the other uh, their other son? Um, uh, 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 Steph and Seth? Seth, yeah, thank you. And they wear the yeah. split jersey. Yeah. They were like a Blazers and a, and, and the Warriors, or a Mavs and a Warriors. So I think yeah. you should do that. Find a way to stitch those two jerseys together and represent. I don't know how that's going to work over there. Like, I feel like Bobcat fan, I won't say, okay, Roadrunner fan might kill me. Yeah. Bobcat fan will be too drunk to care. Okay. But, but isn't, isn't, I know San Antonio is a UTSA home, but I mean, there's a, a big population of Bobcats, right? Oh, in big population yeah. of Texas State over here. Yeah. So, big, I think and you'll be especially right. those in the media. I mean, local media over here, we're talking about a ton of people who are yeah. from Texas State. Uh, but, you know, I, I want to go tailgate over there. We're also talking, uh, Joe and I are talking about having a live stream, a, a special edition of MJ Acquired Taste mm -hmm. being done at the tailgate. Now, when I was on the radio radio, yeah, you could not curse. And probably the best thing that happened in the three years that I was on the radio radio 
was I never once cursed on air. And -hmm. the thing about it is, and you know this, Jeff, I curse a lot sometimes. Yes, you do. So at the tailgate, it might go PG-13. Wow. I don't know if San Antonio's ready for that side of Jimenez to come out. I just want to be at the tailgates. I love the tailgates. I get fried, just want to get the booze in you. you yeah, just want to eat and get the booze and have a party. That's food. Jimenez right there. Who needs food? You know, oh, you want to go straight to, straight to getting smoked. It's, huh? it's, all, it's get all beer. It's all beer. It's all taking bottles of bourbon out there. If you're at the Birds Landings tailgate, you're not there for the food. You're there for the booze. I've heard about the Birds tailgate thing. You're, you're not yeah. ready, Jeff. You ain't yeah. ready, man. Oh, I'll, ready. Ready. <laughs> I'll be ready. He's, no he's been at all these that. bougie New York parties. Bar nineteen, nineteen. You're not oh, ready, well, man. Hey, that's my spot. <laughs> in Everybody knows. If you want to catch me out about by myself having a drink? It's always going to be a nineteen, nineteen. Wait a minute, Jeff Garcia. I'm not going to have any nineteen, nineteen slander joke. I'm not saying it's it's a it's a nice bar. Well, I know, but the thing is, okay, because you know. Jeff is from San Antonio, but he spent so much time in New York. Moving back to San Antonio, the fact of the matter is, is that the New York vibe, the New York lifestyle is different than yeah, San Antonio. So San Antonio, I'm like wanting to dress down. I want to go out in a t-shirt and jeans, you know, just be kind of mm-hmm. casual, right? Jeff makes me get dressed up. He makes me go <laughs> to the dry cleaners before going out because he's always wearing a sports coat. Right, right he's, now, always, he's, he's, he's always wearing these these shoes that I swear had just gotten you know polished and buffed five minutes before. He's, he's wearing the ostrich ostrich uh, shoes, not, listen, listen, yes. alligator listen. alligator leather. He's always dressed to the nines, and I'm there going, dude, don't make me get dressed up. So so I will say this: hey, I didn't go dressed as the nine to the Alamo Dome game. I was in jeans. Oh no, I did. Never mind. Sorry. Does he yeah. iron his jeans? Does he yeah, iron the jeans? You get the oh, jeans oh my pressed. God. The, the jeans. They're not Levi's, baby. They're not Levi's. <laughs> he, 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 he is wearing, they're Jordash. They're Jordash. He, he is wearing, he is wearing the equipment. Zeke Cavaricis from the 80s. That's what I was that's like. that's oh. going You're wearing whatever 2023 version. You're wearing whatever 2023 version of Jerbo's are. Zeke yeah. Cavaricis right now. I had the leather belt with the loop knot thing hanging. Yeah, you have to put the loop on it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, so whenever you get mad and you start talking crap about me on Twitter saying that I big-timed you, because I didn't go out. It's not because I didn't want to hang out. It's not because my wife was saying that I couldn't go. It's because yeah. I didn't want to get dressed up. Listen, that is the thing. We've gone out before, right? Dressed down. I think I went to your neck of the woods one time, way out there in the boonies. And there was like a yeah, little you went to the rusty nail. Yeah, we're the rusty nail. nail. The wow. Rusty nail. Yeah. And which is yeah. still a nice bar. That's not that's oh, not God, slumming it. Friday was. It was a nice bar. <laughs> You're like, Friday was. The bourbon selection was really good here. I forgot so, about that. Yeah. You know what? I'll take Jeff next time you're in town, Jeff. We got to take you to the nightlife out here in Marbach, man. I don't know if you're ready for that. Ooh, the night. I grew up in San Antonio. But I'm a South you know what? It's, it's like that Bane scene. South side. It, it, this is a different life, Park brother. Ball. This is a different life out here. You know, you it's like that Bane scene. Like, I'm born raised in San Antonio. You merely adopted the darkness. I was born into it. That's no, I barely adopted the New York ways. That's my problem. I've been up here too freaking long. That's going he on ready, here. Dude. He ain't ready. He ain't dude. ready, man. He ain't ready. Dude, <laughs> I love me some Jeff Garcia, and I love the fact that Locked on Spurs is a sponsor of this show. Uh, but it's so funny that we're roasting you because I swear, Jeff, I swear yes, when, you take a, when you take a drink, a shot, yeah. you, you pinky out, dude. You pinky out. 
You pinky out. Pinky out. <laughs> the pinky's up. The pinky's up. <laughs> pinky out. Are you out of your mind? I do not. Are you... Yeah. Oh God, no, I don't want to be so conscious about that now. I'm gonna enjoy pinky out now. Yeah. No, you you get you get fancy. You fancy like, dude. That's just basically. I'm not it. fancy. I just I guess I've been up here for way too long, and you, you know it was like. I would flip it. If Joe were to come up here, I would say, you ain't ready for this. You know, Joe might get in a fight when waiters. I might. You know what? I might get in a fight. I get in fights out here at Marble. If you haven't gotten in a fight or an argument over here at the Taco Cabana, walking around, driving around here in the streets of Marble, you ain't live, bro. No, I get in arguments at Taco Cabana. Bro, I'm telling you, if you've grown up, if you've lived in Marble, you've grown up in the hood. It's happened on more than one occasion. I don't know if I told you guys the, the story, but about a year ago, I was at a San Antonio Missions game. At the time, I was hosting halftime at a local mm-hmm. radio station here. And um, this guy comes up and says he enjoys the show. I was like, yeah. okay, great. I, was, I loved it. I loved it when people would say hi. And he invited me drinking that night. He goes, after the game, do you want to go get a drink? I got, I got some friends meeting up. Do you want to go? And there were a handful of people that were going. So a couple of them I knew. And then others that I didn't, he goes, come with me to the bar. And I was like, okay, well, where is it? And he warned me. He goes, it's not a nice bar. And I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that. I went to, I went to Holmes. Okay. We drive all the way out. It wasn't that far. I mean, it was from 90, which is where the wolf is at. We made our way to essentially it was West Avenue and 410. Right. But then we hook a right. So we're going into Edison territory. And there was a bar that was over there, and I told him, describe what the bar is like. And he asked, he says, have you, have you seen the movie Roadhouse? Oh, I was like, okay. <laughs> Dude, I walked in there, and I had a blast because yeah. the best yeah. places that you can go are the dive bars, man. Yeah, the hole bars, in the wall. The hole in the wall. Dude, I love Roxy's here in town. The, the, oh. the one by Park Mall. <laughs> yeah. what, 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 what are, one of my favorite spots on the south side is Brewster's. You ever been in there? Yes. That was a All right. fun there. And it, that's just it, man. You know, it, it's funny because, you know, so many people are so excited about going to like the Pearl and going to um, places like that. And I'm there going, that does nothing for me. Yeah. The Pearl. And I love my wife so much by the fact that she does not get imp- impressed by the Pearl. She does not want to spend so much money out there. We like going to dive bars. We like going to yeah. karaoke bars. And don't get me wrong. 1919 is really nice. And that's one of my favorite bars. But when you and I went old school, we went to Esquire, Jeff. Oh, that, that was, was a blast. Yeah, yeah we had yeah, fun Esquire's there. nice. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 had fun there. We got ourselves a prime spot on that bar right in front of the bartender. Could not miss us when our drinks were empty. Yeah. Um, we went down to the uh, what do you want to do? The underground, right? We went underneath yeah, the, the underground yeah, that, that the very underground few people bar. know about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go down there, had fun. Jimenez and I line them up. We're doing great. Everything night comes over, night's over, excuse me. And then Minas looks at me and says, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> so we go across the street, and then there's like, uh, what was like a, was that a taco? It was a taco truck. It was a taco truck. I think, yeah. Why don't right, I remember? Right on the river walk. Right on the river walk. It was right, right on the river walk. Very romantic. No, it was wait, great. Wait, it was good food. Yeah. yeah. It was but good. It was great. Oh, well, you, I, I don't think you left anything for me. I mean, you attacked it. You attacked it. I think I had like two tacos and Jimenez had himself a feast. You know what Jeff's used to? He's used to eating that dollar slice of uh, pizza that he gets over in New York. Minimal cheese, minimal bread. Well, we're going to hear from Jeff on the way over here when he 
three months after moving back to San Antonio, he's gonna I'm be out like, of here. He's gonna be like, <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't find a good slice of pizza around here. We're gonna hear that. In fact, that New Yorker talk is gonna come yeah. out, and he's he's gonna be like, you know what? There's no place that serves a good a good sandwich around here. And <laughs> the good news is that I learned how to make them. See, now I know how to make them. I know how to make them the right you know way. What? Make one for for Jimenez and then uh, and Joe here. Let's ask Jeff. You know what he's not going to miss about New York? The exactly. smell when he gets off the plane. Yo, let me tell you. <laughs> let, me, let me let me let me let me tell you. Living through that recent smoke storm that hit here was insane. It was the pictures and the videos and the news reports y'all were seeing didn't do anything justice. I remember the moment it hit my neighborhood and staring outside like. Well, I guess the world's over. We're done. You know, you know, game over. Uh, that thing was uh, it was nuts. But uh, no, no, I'm looking forward to uh, tailgating with Jimenez. I feel like Jimenez. Is, it's all we ever do when we, we meet up is just tailgate. Yeah, that's practically, that's practically what we do. We tailgate. That, that, is, that is what we do. We drink. Okay, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, we're, we're gonna make it a point to in. take Jeff to an SAFC tailgate. You know, those I, are fun. Joe, a lot of Joe, if you're not, I've been to one. I've been to if one. If you're not drunk before you get to the stadium, you're not Listen, having. Let fun. me tell you, I've been to one at early, early, early. You remember wait, the one? Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't it called the Scorpions before? Yeah, yes. it was the Scorpions. Yes. Okay, then I've been to a Scorpions one, not an SAFC one. Jeff, so those are fun. From, I have fun. Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs and Ken's Five. Uh, you had a post on uh, Twitter the other day that I thought was kind of interesting. It was oh, like uh, a pop culture post. Mm -hmm. So it was about Eddie Murphy. And it basically asked the question, without using the phrase coming to America, what sure. is the greatest piece of work that Eddie Murphy right. ever did? All time, Jeff. We're talking all time. Oh, no. I already, I already put mine out there. So there's no surprise well, well, before, here. Before we get your answer, here are some nominees. Okay. Trading Places, 48 Hours, Beverly mm -hmm. Hills Cop. Harlem Nights, Boomerang, Nutty Professor, uh, Shrek. There was a movie called Life. What was another movie, Joe, you were talking about uh, earlier? Oh, The Golden Child. The Golden Child. Okay. Golden Child, right. So pick your runner-up. You know what? Pick your runner-up and your, 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 your silver medalist and your bronze medalist. Because we're all going to say that if you don't say that the gold medalist isn't coming to America, you don't know what you're talking about. That is the greatest Eddie Murphy movie. I will not yeah, have any other options. But we can't say it, though. Like we can't pick that. We can't pick. Um, yeah, because that, that's automatically number one. Yeah, that's I don't, Yeah, exactly. So I guess uh, my my little yeah my silver medalist. I would go with the Golden Child. Why? Because back in the day, that's all local TV played every freaking week weekend, Saturday and Sunday. It was on loop like heavy, and you got to watch it. You never got a chance to miss it. It was on. Love the movie. It was fun. It was like kind of a Joe, kind of like an action comedy. I guess that's the best way to say it. Um, so, uh, fun, fun, fun times. Bronze medalist. Hmm. Wow. I'm going to go with Beverly Hills Cop. Nice. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. And then for my first place, going to give it a boomerang. I mean, that thing was, that, that movie was just so You're much going fun. boomerang number one overall? Boomerang? Yep. Boomerang number one. Okay. So th this is, this is the, that, we'll put that as one A because coming to one America a. has to be one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we're going three, two, one, and then or three, two, one, A. Joe, okay. give me your three, two, one, A. All right. Well, I'm not going to start off with this one, but this is one that we have not mentioned. We have not mentioned Vampire in Brooklyn. That was kind of a groundbreaking film by Eddie Murphy because before the blackening was a thing, right? This was a black horror comedy. 
you know, way back when in 1995, you know, and it, nobody really talks about it. But if you've seen it, if you know, you know. But to me, the third, I guess the third best performance by Eddie Murphy, I would have to go ahead and pick Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop won. That's when we got the iconic laugh from Eddie Murphy, the <laughs> you know, that he mm-hmm. always had. Um, number two, coming in at number two for me, was gonna, it's going to have to be Coming to America. You know, that's really what everybody remembers him by. You've already broken the rules of this game. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't mention, you can't mention um, uh, Coming to America, Joe. Okay. I'll go ahead. Then if it's not Coming to America, I'm going to go ahead and go with my second favorite, which is going to be the Golden Child. Okay. I'll go with the Golden Which, by Child. By the way, sounds like a Monday movie review for next it, week. It is. You got to see is, it. It is. It is. It's a, weird. A I've seen a lot of Eddie movie. Murphy movies, but I, I have never yeah. seen. That's going to freak you out, dude. It's it's a weird one, but it's a good one. Okay. And for me, number one all time, based on the the reach that this particular film has, is gonna it's gonna have to be Shrek. Him portraying Donkey. Shrek, I mean, yeah. it's just yeah, like drop the mic, role. man. You know. Yeah, he nailed that role of Donkey. I mean, it was just phenomenal work that he did um, portraying that character. You know, he, he did a good job. And uh, but now for me, Boomerang, it was just everything. It was, it was. I think uh, help me here, he met us. Wasn't it kind of the vanguard of the rom coms? Oh, it was great. I mean, it was. It was. It was like that first initial wave in the nineties. Yes. Uh, of rom com. It, it was a different yeah. type of rom com for so yeah. many different reasons. But uh, I love that movie. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite movies, Boomerang. The soundtrack uh, is insane. Yeah, I mean, if you've movie. never, ever looked at the back or just seen End the of, playlist of the soundtrack, oh, my. You're missing End of out. the Road, Boys to Men. They got PM yep. Dawn on that PM, soundtrack. PM Dawn was on that. Tony Braxton uh, was on that. Yeah, Love yep. I, Babyface, I think, was on there Baby as well. Babyface was on it, yeah. Great Babyface and Tony Braxton did a duet for that uh, oh, soundtrack. Yeah. Hey, Babyface is still producing, dude. He's still doing his thing. He's still doing his thing. Yeah. Still doing his thing. Speaking about producing, by the way, man, I've been working out to a bunch of Timbaland these days. Really? A Spotify, wow. A Spotify list of Timbaland produced songs, which is more than just him. You've been listening it's to some Justin fire. Timberlake. <laughs> well, you would think that it's just Justin Timberlake, but I'll it's also play. Missy Elliott. No, no, no it's, doubt. It's no doubt. Of, it's a lot yeah. of Missy Elliott. It's a lot of you, great artists. You can work there. out. You can work out to like pop music like that. I can't. Uh, if I'm, if I'm I lifting. Can't. If I'm lifting, I, I yeah. slow jam the the the, uh, the the walks and stuff like that. Real fast, no, my man. top three, by the way. Number yeah. three is Beverly Hills Cop. Number two is Shrek. By the way, trivia question. Who was supposed to be Shrek when the movie oh. was first came out? Ooh. Mike, Michael Myers was the, is the, or Mike Myers rather, is, 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 yeah. is Shrek. But who was it's supposed Shrek, to Shrek. be? Who was supposed to be Shrek? Oh, yeah, I know this. Um, 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 I know this uh, guy from uh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley, that's right. Chris Farley, Chris Farley yes. passed away during the 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 the, uh, the production of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, number number one A, so Beverly Hills Cop three, Shrek two, and as much as I love Boomerang, that's that's more of a sentimental. But I'm just talking about like the greatness, iconic role. It's Trading Places. Yeah, what a great movie Trading Places is, and the reason why I don't I don't uh, have uh, Boomerang as that. Is because when I think of Boomerang and I think of the funniest scenes, I don't think of Eddie Murphy. I think of Strange. I think yeah. I, I, I the old think lady, of, the old lady with Eddie Murphy. Lady. Eartha yeah. Kent, you know, doing the, the, oh, yeah. the, the cat purr. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think of Robin Givens with some of her. Cu- her I'm going to get that sound bite just to let you know for later on. You yeah. Are in. <laughs> yeah. And and it was so great. Uh, I the 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 the. the Playing right. pool with Martin Lawrence, 
Yep. And he's trying to explain why the eight ball is black. It was so hysterical. They're looking at him like, what are you talking about? It was such a great yeah. movie. I, and I, I would have put, put that Halle Berry, too. Right. Exactly. That Halle, Halle Berry got introduced to the yeah. world. I would put that as a movie you don't want to reboot. You leave it alone. You don't yeah. touch it. Exactly. Don't, don't, don't think about it. Because I think there are rumblings of... Uh, you know, making like uh, rebooting. Uh, I know a movie you're, you're not a fan of, but like I know Joe's gonna react to this one. Uh, Big Trouble, Little China. There are rumblings. No, right? I mean, you, you don't you don't do that. You leave that alone. Uh, yeah, but, no remakes of that. But he managed to even like that film. But you, it's, but, it's, this, it's can you imagine though? Oh my! Can you imagine if Eddie Murphy agreed to be part of the Ghost the Ghostbusters uh, team? He turned it down. Yeah, that was the original. Yeah, and he was the original pick. But I mean, his. He would have had an incredible streak in the '80s into the '90s, and he would have the trading places. I mean, that I mean, he had a good streak already in movies to begin with. But he would I mean, have given Bill Murray a run for his money, Jeff. Like, who was yeah. going to be the the guy that's going to take that stage as the most iconic comedian? He, yeah, he he, he probably would have stolen the movie. You know, knowing yeah. him, he would have stolen the movie big time. That is Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs. Tell us how. Uh, wait a minute, you have Joe on your show coming up, right? That's today. It's right, right out right now. It's out right now. Yeah, it's out right now. What are you guys Joe's talking about? Show? We're talking Wimby? about, uh, ironically, Wemby and reasonable stat projections for him. And here's a question for you, Jimenez. We know the low management is going to come for Wemby, but why don't they just front load the load management? So we talk about that. We talk about that on this episode of uh, Lockdowns Pro, which is out right now. Um, I guess I could say this. Uh, your, um, I guess you already mentioned about the fantasy gods coming back, right? Yeah. Okay, so we're good then. Uh, so the fantasy god himself, Brandon Medina, will be on later this week. Uh, he is joining uh, Jimenez on the Acquired Taste show, you know, mix there. So Medina will be coming back this week. He's going to talk about what to look forward to on his new rebooted show, The uh, Fantasy Gods. And yes, he's gonna give out numbers and Vegas projections. You know, Joe. Every time Medina is on, he he says, "Why do you always bring on the degenerate when it's talking about gambling?" And it's always him. So it's kind it, it kind of lines up with uh, you know other guests that come on, like uh, Rudy Campos. He always says, "Why do you always have me on when it's Trey Joe's talk?" And I don't like Duke. So same thing with Brandon Medina. He's like, "Why are you gonna bring me on? We're gonna talk Vegas projections and my degeneracy." So uh, it's coming up this week. Uh, so I look forward to that. Always, always having action. Whenever I go have you know lunch with him, go get a drink. Yeah. And it's never like, you know, I'm watching football, right? And it'd be like, yeah. is, is, is it uh, Alabama taking on Auburn? No, 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 no. He's betting on that game on the far right. corner, Colorado State against Utah State, because <laughs> like the number three receiver is down. Yeah, I love Visa Brandon Medina, but man, uh, he is a thoughtful degenerate. He's a he's a responsible degenerate. Uh, he's responsible, he right, yes. yes, yes. So he, he doesn't he, bet he, more than he can than he should. So he'll he'll definitely be talking about what the new look uh, of the fancy guys are gonna, is going to be like. Is going to be the same old, same old. Does he have some surprises in the uh, rebooted? So you know, uh, fantasy guys coming up on Lockdown Spurs later this week, and of course, shocker, uh, Jimenez and uh, Joe. More Wimbayama talk. I mean, I can't, I can't escape. Yeah. this. you got to talk about him. I mean, 
I mean, it's how, what's the countdown? Nine, nine, eight days until he's officially uh, it's next Thursday. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. So Ooh. we're about nine days away. You going to the summer league, Jeff? I don't know yet. I don't know. I know I, as of right now, I should be there in Barclays next week. I'm thinking about uh, going myself, but I don't know if we can hang out together because we, we might go out for a little bit of libations. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Why would you, you know, why even spend all that money in hotels and playing if he may not even play? No, so, that's true too. That. I mean, unless you want to see, you know, Blake Wesley and Malachi or whoever else <laughs> they pick in the last two picks in the first, second round. But um, I mean, that's why I'm a little hesitant about going because it's going to be worth it if he just plays a half a quarter or a half a game and that's it. And they lock him. I think they're going to give him some run. I think he'll at least play maybe one or two games, but I think they're going to kind of be liberal with the minutes that he, he's going to be playing out there on the court. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I'm looking forward to next week. Thanks for being with us, my man. Yes, sir. Locked on. I follow Locked On on Spotify. It reminds me every day that there's a Locked On to, to listen to. Speaking of Spotify, this show will be on Spotify as well. Our first show was uploaded last night. We'll get this going after the show ends. So that's uh, it's it's good times. And I'm, I'm excited about the, the technology that we have here. Uh, so much so. Uh, some quick updates. Uh, San Antonio Missions opened up a big series today in Amarillo. It's a big series because the Missions are in first place at 31-26 and 26 in the South Division. They have a two-game lead over Amarillo. So they're playing each other there. The, you know, they do well. They can open up that lead. Yeah. They do poorly. They might lose that lead. Missions back in town next Tuesday. San Antonio FC is back at it tomorrow night. Not here. It's going to be on the road against San Diego Loyal FC. The champs will be back at Toyota Field until July 1st, which is I'm apparently going to have a big celebration out there over at Toyota Field, so I'm excited about that. Maybe they'll go ahead and uh, have dollar beer night that night. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nope. Hey, before we, we go, I uh, want to get a little serious here for a moment. Um, just want to have, uh, uh, for those of you who are into prayer, those of you who are into well wishes, for those of you who are just uh, good people who just want to send warm thoughts and regards. I uh, read a, a post on Facebook yesterday about news anchor Sarah Fergani from Kent's Five. Uh, Sarah Fergani, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, is in the hospital right now. She was on a ventilator. And according to her co-worker, Deborah Knapp, uh, the ventilator was, was pulled off and that she's breathing on her own and that she's in ICU in stable condition. Apparently, this all started a while back. She was on in vacation in Italy when something happened and there was complications from some sort of surgery and she had to come back to the United States. She went home, then went back into the hospital, has been there for the past eight or nine days. Uh, Sarah Fergani uh, is a former coworker of mine. Uh, I met Sarah uh, 15, 20 years ago, whenever she first started over here. She's been doing the morning show at Ken's forever. Yeah, She's very, very popular. And um, I met her when she was very, very young, new to San Antonio. I met her at a karaoke bar. Oh, wow. A bunch of media types got together, and she was part of that group. Uh, years later, I started working with her over at Ken's Five. Uh, I didn't work the morning side very often, but when I did, she was super nice. But beyond that, twice she has come to my rescue to help out with an event that I've been doing. Uh, one was at my kid's school. I asked if she could make an appearance. Didn't think that she would. Uh, I forgot to even remind her, and she showed up, and it was great. Uh, years later, uh, I had a co-worker who had an event at his kid's school, very small Catholic school here in San Antonio, and they needed an MC for a 
charity fundraiser. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll give Sarah a call. I mean, she does a great job with that. No promises. And even though it was short notice, Sarah was like, I'll be there. Uh, she's a very hardworking person, a very nice, nice person. Uh, beyond that, the last time I saw her was uh, I bumped into her walking out of the tech port uh, at the Boys to Men concert. She yeah. was there with her husband, uh, recently had a child, I believe. So uh, just thoughts, prayers, well wishes, anything that you want to send their way, positive vibes. I don't care. You don't have to be religious or not religious. doesn't matter to me. Just uh, think about them and hope for the best when it comes to them. Uh, again, uh, in, in ICU right now, considered to be in stable condition. Uh, but when I saw that and I've been reading up on it, 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 it should be private. We shouldn't know all the details yeah. as to what's going on. Uh, but we hope that she progresses and, and recovers. And if this takes a while, uh, she has a lot of uh, friends and supporters out there uh, who will stand by her side. And and uh, the, the people at Ken's Five are very good people. Oh, yeah. And uh, I know a lot of them. I worked most recently with Joe Reinagle. I've known him for a long time. Uh, but the people over there, Deborah Knapp is amazing. Uh, I've produced for her in the past. Uh, you know, Phil and Naya over there. Uh, these are all really, really good people. Uh, so I just wanted to say that uh, Sarah Fogarty is in my thoughts right now. And she's uh, somebody that I'm hoping for pulls pulls through with this because uh, I hope that good things happen to good people. She is good people. Yeah, wishing her a speedy recovery. Um, but man, episode two. It's in the books. It's in the books. We're, 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 we're figuring this out, figuring this out. We're going to have uh, several other guests over the course of time, uh, you know, so if you're out there and wondering, well, who the next person's going to be, typically about 24 hours before, I'll post something to say, hey, look, by the way, on Wednesday, this is who we're going to have. On Thursday, yeah. this is who we're going to have. Uh, I've been in talks with a lot of people right now about it, and they've been pumped up about it. But I want to give them a reason to be on. Like, we're going to talk about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Uh, I'm also looking at doing some features. Some people that you've never met before who are ballers in the city of San Antonio who are very good at what they do and maybe give us tips on how to make money, how to be better in our relationships, how to be, um, how to get a relationship if, if yeah. that's even wanted. So lots to get into. We're in the infancy stage right now. For those of you who are watching right now, don't forget to hit like. That means a lot. Hit a like, give us a thumbs up, send us a comment. Speaking of which, do we have any comments? Yeah, today? we've gotten a whole bunch of stuff popping through up here on uh, Facebook. It's been popping. All right. Uh, do, you, do you have any that you could read off? Yeah, of? like we had, we're talking about uh, the Eddie Murphy segment. We had one one guy, Anthony Pittman here, oh, our Anthony. good friend of the show. Pit boss. He had put Harlem Nights was darn good. Uh, somebody else was calling you out when you were saying that that was not a catch by Des. Another fellow uh, cowboy fan came to my rescue, said that was a catch. <laughs> Shout out to you, Manuel Gonzalez. Uh, people were just talking about, you know, the DraftKings has the Spurs at plus 650 yeah, to win 40-plus games this season. Okay, so my Brandon Medina is somebody who likes to bet. I know my boy Richard likes to bet, too. Plus 650 DraftKings on the Spurs winning 40-plus games. What plus 650 means is that you get, if you bet $100 that the Spurs are going to win 41 or more, be 500 or better, you would get your 100 back plus $650 on top. Yep. That is a nice betting line right there. That is. Plus 650. Richard Zamora, thank you so much. Um, lots of people reaching out saying Bowfinger, uh, Frank Valdez reaches out and says, Bowfinger, very underrated. 
It's been a while since I've seen that movie. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, Manuel Gonzalez, it was a damn catch talking about Des Bryant. <laughs> okay. First of all, it was a catch. It also wasn't a catch. It was, it was both. And I understand the letter of the law when it comes to it. But common sense says that it was a catch. But the weird thing about it is, is that if you take the blue goggles off, okay, because most people who are adamant that it was a catch are Cowboy fans, right? If you take the blue goggles off and put a, a fictional player up there with the acrobats that were being done, I can see how it wasn't a catch because what is a catch is possession full it's full possession with either an elbow down or both feet down or whatever right but he was switching hands along the way so i remember zapruder film style like jfk getting shot going frame by frame with somebody cowboy fan one time and i was like said tell me when he has legal possession when does he have legal possession and i'm going throughout the play and it like dawned on this person, like, oh my God, he never did. He had possession in the sense that he had four quarters in his pocket, but you need a full dollar. And even though four quarters equals a dollar, it wasn't the same. Des Bryant, though, in my eyes, what I wish the refs had called was that it was a catch. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a cowboy fan. I wish they would have called it a catch because in the the nature of the game, in the spirit of the game, the spirit of the rule. Just like the Jimmy Butler thing yesterday, Spirit of the Rule says that that's a no call or a charge, not a defensive call. This gives me a great idea for a segment coming up as we get closer here to yeah. the NFL season. Worst calls in NFL history. We should uh, talk about that. Yeah, very, very much so. Very much so. But Des Bryant, Spirit of the Rule, yeah. he caught it. He did. But the way that the officials interpret what a catch is, he didn't. And it's just... It's the acrobatics of getting up there, switching hands, going down on one leg. And it was just so it's, – it's one of the greatest plays of all time to discuss. But in San Antonio, San Antonio primarily cowboy country, uh, they're not going to say that that's the case. They're going to be like, no, it was just a catch. It, it was, a catch is a catch is a catch is a catch. Uh, but, man, my goodness. Uh, this has been a spectacular second attempt over here. Again, we're on – Twitter, we're Twitter live and on Facebook. Facebook starting tomorrow. Fingers crossed we're going to be on YouTube live. And fingers crossed I'll be back at 100% voice-wise. This has been fun. I'm Mike Jimenez. That's Joe Garcia. This is Mike Jimenez, The Acquired Taste. See you guys tomorrow. Peace.